Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amanda Gates. And today we're going to be talking about clutter. But before we dive in, I want to remind everybody that if you're interested in getting a floor plan rating, I'm going to be doing a refund special until April and you can receive $200 off. So that's pretty cool. I know a lot of you have been interested or curious about it. So now would be a great time to take advantage of that. And I also want to remind you, if you're wanting to learn, uh, I talk a lot on this show about cultivating your chi and getting your personal chi right. And really, that's one of the most important things to do and to start with is to get your chi right so that your world around you can become right. Um, So if that's confusing or you don't know what that means or what that looks like, my uh, membership club, Elevate Yourself, is a great place to start. Each month you'll receive one to three ebooks that teaches you energy tools and principles like Reiki and additional feng shui tips on how to master your energy domain. And it also includes access to the private Facebook group, which also includes a monthly live video with me and Amy Ray talking about just current events and other tips and tricks. Some of the things that we've talked about on our current events are things like equinoxes. Uh, We just did the Chinese New Year back in uh, February. This month we'll be talking about St. Patrick's Day uh, and the energy around that and how that came to be. We've talked about numerology of the year and things like that. So it's a lot of woo, uh, but it's all on the purpose of getting your energy right. So if you'd like to be a part of that community, you can find out more at courses.gatesinteriordesign.com and you just click on Elevate Yourself. Okay, let's get back to clutter. Now, if you know me or have listened to me for any amount of time, I rarely make this association, right? I, I never talk about clutter and feng shui because I really dislike it. I, I, I dislike very much that people confuse feng shui for decluttering because yes, it does have some, you know, association with it, but listen, feng shui is so much more than clutter. And I would almost put clutter in a different category. There are organizing specialists and there are people who deal with clutter, which we had Julie Caraccio on the show last week. And yes, it can screw up your energy, but feng shui goes beyond that. And any one of my clients, anyone that has uh, worked with me, they can tell you I have never once, not once, brought up their clutter in any of our conversations. But it doesn't mean that it's not important to talk about. I bring it up this month because as we enter into spring, what do we start doing, right? It's a great time to start shifting our energy, 
ditching our clutter, because this is a time of new beginnings. If we're looking at the Bagua map, this is all about the family Gua. We're starting to come out of the uh, gray of winter and enter into spring. And we're like, we, we've hit the top of the mountain and we're coming down and the trees are blooming, the flowers are blooming. This is a great time. It's a great energy time. And so that's why a lot of people associate decluttering with spring because we have the energy and we're ready to come out of hibernation. And I think the biggest issue is that most people associate clutter with physical stuff stuff. And you know me, it's never about what's on the surface. And clutter can go so, so much further down. Clutter can be, you know, uh, stuck, stagnant energy. It can be little pockets in your life that you've, you know, deposited throughout your home. But the thing that's really important to remember is that clutter is also toxic relationships, bad behavior, bad habits, old thinking, narrow points of view, judgment or being judgmental, prejudices, and yes, also the actual stuff in the junk drawer too. So I think that, you know, a lot of times when we think of clutter, we think of it just on that surface point. So today I'm going to teach you about what clutter really is. I'm going to talk to you about chi, yin and yang, the five elements, the Bagua map, and intention, and how you can take all these elements and really get your feng shui state of mind in the right kind of state of mind. Because when you start attacking your clutter in this way with, with feng shui eyes, you'll start to see things a lot differently and you'll experience them differently as well. Plus I give my thoughts on how to actually stop it. Um, you know, I have some uh, ideas about that, but I would say if uh, they were really pioneering thoughts, I think I'd be a gazillionaire because I think we all have clutter, right? So <laughs> I don't know if there's any way to really get rid of it, but so we'll, you know, we'll see about that. We'll see, we'll see what you guys think of my tips and tricks, but at any rate, it's going to be a great show. I had a lot of fun recording this and I'd love to get your feedback, hear back from you. Uh, you can leave a comment in iTunes under the reviews. Let us know what you think of the show. Or you can also email us at letschat at thegatescompany.com and let us know if, you know, as we're entering into spring, if you are ready to dive in with a feng shui state of mind. All right, let's do this. Today, I'm excited because I am going to talk about the concept of clutter and feng shui. So today's show is actually our relationship that we have to clutter. Now, if you listen to the show or you've watched any of my videos or been a fan for any amount of time, uh, you often hear me say that feng shui is not moving furniture and it's not clutter control. And I mean, that's not entirely true. Uh, clutter is definitely can be uh, disruptive. We'll say that. Um, it's definitely uh, something that we want to take into consideration. It's just a lot lower on the totem pole. And I just want to mention, it is such a beautiful day here in Tennessee that I have my windows open. So you're going to hear all kinds of squawking birds and chirping and all kinds of deliciousness outside because... I don't want to close my window. So we're all going to enjoy it today. <laughs> um, so back to clutter. Um, but the reason that I wanted to do this show is this is actually uh, 
The first chapter that I wrote in Detoxing Clutter with Feng Shui, uh, this is a book that I wrote about three and a half years ago, and we uh, went to all sorts of publishers. We hired a PR firm, blah, blah, blah. Uh, We pretty much got the same message across the board that the topics were just way too out there and that um, it wasn't basic enough and it was too woo, (laughs) if you can believe that. And what I find ironic about that is that I've been sharing a chapter with you each month here on the podcast, and we are getting um, insane downloads on these particular topics. So it shows me that y'all are ready for this information. It's not too woo, and people do want to hear this. And so I'm glad that I'm able to share it. It was never really about the book. It was about getting the information out there. So I'm glad that I have this platform that I can do that. So today... Uh, is more about the philosophy of clutter and how it um, really affects us and how it shows up. And the other thing that I think is really important is that we often think of clutter as the physical stuff stuff. And um, we're going to get into more of that today and how it goes way, way beyond that and how you can really utilize feng shui uh, to make that better and how you can really use feng shui Um, to improve uh, all of the clutter that we have in our life. So what I want to do is I want to start off with the concept of chi. I've talked about that here on the show. And if you're a new listener, you may not know what chi is. And so the most important thing about chi is that to the Chinese, it's there's basically five ingredients to the whole. And those five ingredients are luck, destiny, karma, education, And then, of course, this amazing energetic tool called feng shui. And when I ask people what they think feng shui is, especially if they are not a fan, they don't know me, they've never listened to a show, they almost always bring up, oh, you're going to move my furniture or, oh, you're going to clean out my junk drawer or my junk room. In fact, I have uh, really good friends of mine. Uh, One of them I've had here on the show, uh, Rachel. She knows what I do. She knows that I always jokingly tell her that I work in the fifth dimension. And when I went down to Baton Rouge to feng shui her home, she actually asked me if I was going to tell her where to put her couch. (laughs) And that's not really what I do. Um, But the reason that I I was mentioning earlier, the reason that I wanted to do this show is that while... Uh, it does include all of those things. What feng shui is really about is it's about creating an environment so that you are operating from an optimal level, so that you're learning to be more aware and to live truly mindfully and intentionally. And the goal is, is that we create an environment that supports you rather than hinders you. That's what feng shui is all about, right? So the goal of feng shui is to really augment your space in a way that gets your environment, any environment for that matter. It's about getting that energy to move so that you have a positive result. That's chi. Your chi's either good or your chi's either bad. And, you know, people will always say, well, how do I know if my feng shui is bad? Well, if you're not getting what you want and life feels shitty, you got shitty feng shui. It's that simple. <laughs> we got to get the energy undone. We got to get we got to get in there and, and get it unstuck and and get things moving. And so if things are feeling stagnant, if things are feeling stuck, if you're not getting the promotion, if your finances aren't showing up, if you're not getting the relationship that you want, 
then that means that there's a there's a kinked hose in there. Your energy is stuck. And feng shui, the goal is to energetically get that stuff moving. So when chi gets stagnant, it's that simple. Your life gets stagnant. It shows up as lackluster results, procrastination. Oh, procrastination's a big one. Fatigue and really bad decisions because you're not operating from a full tank, right? So when you have lackluster results, you're procrastinating, you're exhausted, you're making bad decisions, you ain't living intentionally. This is, you're essentially living on autopilot, right? You're just like an energetic soup that is just on repeat. You're not living mindfully, you're not living intentionally. So this is where clutter can be the devil. It can be the devil that contributes the most havoc on your coveted chi. And when you accumulate stuff, things in your life will slow down and you'll start to feel stuck. This is one of the things that I really loved about Marie Kondo's book, The Magic of Tidying Up, because her approach was really intentional when it came to decluttering. And I loved the fact that she was thanking the item for its purpose before sending it off to its new home. This is something that we've been doing in my practice for years. We often have our clients name their homes. We have them name the things that you know mean the most to them. Uh, we have them show gratitude towards things. So you know this is not a foreign concept. This is something that really matters. Plus, what I also loved about Marie Kondo is that she really simplified clutter in a really general way two things that are important to living an intentional life. So naming your things and then just simplifying things. So the problem with this concept is that the book really forgot to take into consideration not only that our homes have chi, but so do humans. And you hear me talk about this again and again and again. What is it that I always say? You gotta cultivate your chi, right? So when we're looking at this idea of chi, chi is basically translated as breath. It's life force. It's one of the most important aspects of feng shui. And so since chi is everything and everything has chi, that means that you have chi too. And that's what brings us to the yin and yang concept of balance and also five elements. And it's been about four or five years since I read that book, but I'm pretty sure that Marie did not go into this. And I want to talk about this a little bit because it's really, really important because not everybody approaches their clutter. And again, we're going to get into this in, in a minute as to what clutter really entails, but not everybody approaches their clutter the same. And this is why. When it comes to the big universe, the Chinese teach us that it's made of two fundamental complementary forces, and that's yin and yang. These opposing positive and negative forces basically act together in constant motion. And that tug of war is what creates balanced energy. This is the Tao. This is the way. So in addition to human beings being influenced by this yin and yang, we're also influenced through the manifestation of what's called the five elements. In tandem, these two forces work together and they are what create balance or imbalance in your life. And hey, this is going to affect your chi. You know, if you have one more than the other or vice versa, your chi is basically going to be imbalanced. 
So there's five elements to consider when working with feng shui. Metal, water, wood, earth, and fire. If you've ever worked with an acupuncturist or a TCM, they often talk about these elements and it's very refined. They really focus on the subtleties of our health and well-being. And so it's not any different when we're doing it in our homes. They're not just physical elements, but they're very strong energetic forces that closely complement the idea of creating the perfect yin-yang space. And a balanced space is basically creating a balanced human, you know, because it's a direct reflection, right? So this is what's going to lead you to a balanced life. And here's the thing that Marie didn't talk about in her book is that each one of us has a dominant element that we resonate to. It's how we operate. It's how we show up. This is essentially our archetype. And depending on your element, you attack things entirely different. So guess what? That includes how you attack clutter. And there's no you know, right way to do it. But if you don't know about this concept it's going to set you up for failure because you're going to be like, why, why can't I do it like Marie does? Why can't I just give away all my books? Why can't I pile everything up in the living room and just give it all away? She can do it. Why can't I? Marie has a very strong metal, dominant metal approach. And that's why she's able to attack clutter the way that she, she does. And so the problem is, is that if you're not a metal element, a dominant metal element, you're not going to be able to do it the same. And then you're going to think that you're a complete failure because you're not able to do it as quickly and as easily as she does. I guarantee you, ask an earth element to pile up all their books in the middle of that same living room, and they're going to stare at that pile in complete overwhelm, and they're probably going to be next to tears because, one, they're probably going to want to save the books or likely give them away to somebody that they know that they know is going to enjoy them. So an earth is going to approach it entirely differently. The other thing that I didn't really resonate with is that Marie mentions in her book that small organizing tasks, like just attacking one drawer or maybe a small room at a time, is typically going to be unsuccessful. I really disagree with this concept. I can only imagine, again, if you're not a metal element, just feeling like a complete failure because you can't knock out an entire category. So... I really think that if you can start with something small, depending on what your elemental makeup is, it's going to help you feel elevated. It's going to alter your chi. It's going to alter the chi of your space, and it's going to help you get things moving. Attacking an entire category could be really overwhelming. So if you're curious about uh, what your elemental makeup might be, one of the things, um, you can find an elemental test online, but here are some typical traits of the individuals. And let me just say, we have all five elements in our constitution. We have all of them, but we always have a dominant one. So typically, we bring forth the one that we most need during a particular time. So you may have an uh, element that you bring forth in a party and you may bring out one entirely different when you're at work. But again, you always have a dominant one. So a wood is typically considered the pioneer. 
They are very actionable. They like to move at a high rate of speed, very impatient, typically very independent. They really like freedom, but they can also be, if they're balanced, they can be very adaptable. Uh, They're great at being self-motivated and initiators. Fire, they're the manifestors. They are extremely outgoing and charismatic, very insightful. One of the things that I really love about fires is they are just extremely intimate. They're very empathetic people. They're very uh, warm. And so because they have usually very strong intuition and, and they've got this empathetic warmth to them, they're usually the, the people that most people want to be around. And a lot of times celebrities are fires. We're attracted to them. They have that charisma about them. An earth element is the peacemaker. I usually call uh, the earth the mother. She's She or he is usually the, the one that is the nurturer. They're typically very stable, uh, very attentive, very nurturing. They are the reliable ones. Think about earth. Think about, you know, the qualities of earth. They're very responsible. They too are very, very empathetic. Um, But like I mentioned a minute ago, they hate change. So you tell them to clean up their clutter and that's going to be really hard for them because they're stuck in their ways. They're very stubborn. A metal, which is, I guarantee you, every organizer on this planet, every organizing book has been written by a metal. They are typically known as the alchemist. They are very good at organizing. Uh, They are very discerning and methodical. They're typically, they've got a very analytical mind about them. They're very detail oriented. Um, But, you know, if they're out of balance, they can be quite rigid. Um, So, you know, it's this idea of being an organizer and saying, well, you pile up all your stuff in the middle of the living room and you just get rid of it. That's a pretty rigid approach, right? It's my way or the highway. <laughs> uh, and then there's water. Waters are the philosopher. They're, uh, waters are great because, you know, think about the qualities of water. I mean, they can be, uh, they can turn into ice. They can turn into steam. They can flow quite easily. They're very adaptable. I mean, water can go over a cliff without fear, So they tend to be very introspective, very curious. They really value ingenuity, uh, but they do tend to be introverted and uh, they like solitude. So because of this, because they they tend to be very contemplative, they too can be very intuitive. Uh, But, you know, they can also be quite blunt. So each one of these has its own traits. So listen to those and see what you resonate with the most and what may be the qualities that you see in yourself the most. The the most important thing about this is that depending on what your makeup is, you're going to approach clutter differently. So just because you can't do it the way that the book says or, or the way that you've been shown to do, don't think that you're a complete failure. Don't think that you're hopeless and that it can't be done. You just need to be able to do it in the way that works for your makeup and works for the way that you operate. It is not a one size fits all. So feng shui in our environment, feng shui is, it's, it's not just an art but it's a really mystical science, as we can see. You know, when we're talking about our elemental makeup, that's a very mystical thing. 
it's it can really be a powerful tool to help you shape your experience in a very positive way if you're open to it especially if it's done correctly it can really really get things flowing in the right direction by removing those blocked stagnant energies and hey if you can do this you know and and attack it in a way that really fits your chi and the way that you're comfortable with you're going to get amazing results in the simplest of terms it's just about paying attention to your surrounding and learning to be present right just being really aware of the impact that your environment is having on you and how you can work with those subtle energies and understanding your elemental makeup so that you can position yourself to reap the greatest rewards the most important thing is that you know by having this awareness you can really be proactive in changing unfavorable factors that are showing up in your life those unfavorable factors that make you uncomfortable that make you miserable you know that make you feel like you keep attracting the same circumstances many feng shui studies they really focus on the effects of the physical stuff stuff that's in our lives you know and and how you can manipulate that physical stuff and improve your chi but it's the intangible it's the mystical side that has the greatest rewards I've talked about it that's this level of transcendental feng shui now where this really shows up is through a quintessential tool called the Bagua map and I've done a show on the Bagua map I think it was podcast it was one of the earlier ones when we first launched I think it was like podcast number six let me look at my sheet here um because that's important if you don't if you've never heard of the Bagua map or you're not really sure if you're or if this is new to you yeah so when we relaunched the show uh, a couple years ago podcast number six I devoted entirely to the Bagua map but I'll talk a little bit about it here because this is important when you're talking about clutter I say all the time that your home is a direct reflection of you it's a third skin and so that means that it has a life all its own and that energy interacts and affects your personal chi so everything within your home really represents parts of your life and where we really see that show up is this tool called the Bagua map the Bagua map is great because if you're brand new to feng shui this is how we see my students like cling for dear life with these things <laughs> because it's really um it's a great tool to get you started because it helps you pinpoint where things may be showing up in your life and uh the Bagua map basically has nine areas or what are known as guas that are associated with specific life areas and so these areas are associated with everything from colors to seasons to numbers to even your elements but what's important is is that these individual guas uh, they represent everything from career to knowledge family wealth your relationships the kids even supportive people in your life and so the thing is is that by understanding this quintessential tool you can have a better understanding of why you may have clutter in certain areas of your home that are indicative of what's showing up in your life pretty cool right so the bagua map is important because according to feng shui principles 
it's believed that the condition of those guas reveals what's showing up for the occupant and what they might be experiencing in that particular life area. So for instance, if your front door, which I've talked about on the show, I've talked about how important the front door is and why you need to use it and all that good stuff. And it's also one of the top five disruptors. But your front door opens, let's say it, it, it opens up in your career and you're just like, oh my God, you know, I hate, I hate going to work every day. It's just, it's, it's miserable. I can't stand the people that I'm working with. It's just, it's so sticky. I don't like it. Well, by looking at this gua in your home, if it's filled with clutter, maybe the door isn't opening properly, maybe you're not using the door you can have a little bit of an aha right there and you can see, huh, this is probably why I'm experiencing some roadblocks in my career because of my front door, because that's where it's placed. So by clearing out this gua, setting the intention that you're gonna fix your career, make it a happy place, then you can significantly improve your professional life and your level of happiness. You can literally change the chi, not only in your environment, but within yourself. So one of the most important things around doing the mystical side of feng shui and the more transcendental level of feng shui is through the idea of feng shui and intention. Your inner and outer worlds are very, very connected. So decluttering can help you get the two in sync. It can help you tap into that yin and yang, that harmony that we all want in life. It's that perfect balance. And through mindfulness, you know, just really paying attention, you can live with intention and live with more purpose, decrease stress, and help save the planet too. Because the other thing is, is that what typically happens is we buy a lot of stuff because we're trying to fill a void and then it becomes clutter, right? So the thing that's really important is that beating clutter, I understand. I understand that it can be a a challenging task, especially if you're an element that is anything other than a metal. (laughs) But whether it takes you a month or whether it takes you an entire year, the goal is to tackle one area at a time and learn to become one with your home. You want to be able to live and breathe with one another intentionally and mindfully return to a place that you are truly seeing and experiencing for the first time. By doing it in this way, not only is this a huge sense of accomplishment, but more importantly, it feels manageable and it's a lot more enjoyable. Plus, you're going to build that relationship with your home. And most people don't do that. Most people think, ah, it's just a roof over my head. But it's so much more than that. Now, before I dive into the idea of what clutter really is, I want to back up just a little bit. And I want to talk a little bit about intention. I think it's a word that gets thrown around a lot. So is this mindfulness word. And I think it's been kind of lost in translation about what the purpose is behind intention and why it matters so much. So to me, intention is a really incredibly beautiful word. 
it resonates to so many things in life that are good. But many of us have really gotten off track and gotten lost along the way because we're distracted by shiny things that are nothing short of an illusion, right? I mean, social media, hello, shiny object that has zero value. Yes, I know it keeps us connected, but I mean, it is an illusion. When we're talking about feng shui, especially in my world, everybody knows, you've heard me talk about how important intention is because it's such a huge part of the equation. In order for feng shui to work, like really, really work, you have to be able to tell the universe what it is that you really want and set forth the vibration into action. And you can't do that if you're not cultivating your own chi and then simultaneously cultivating the chi of your home. Simply placing an object or just moving your shit around your house is not going to do anything because you're not doing it with intention. You're just simply moving furniture around. You're just pushing something from one side of the room to the other. Living with intention is not about just enduring life and trying, you know, mindlessly to survive. And so many people are doing that, right? This is about finding really clever ways, proactive ways to thrive, to really like find the fuel and failure and challenge and obstacles and still find the beauty in it instead of saying why is this happening to me instead what is the lesson what is the gift that you're learning from it and this is where intention is key because it helps you navigate the overall plan what the universe has set out for you Your purpose allows you to have a love affair with the silence between the notes. This is the story of the Tao. You know, I, uh, if you've never read the Tao Te Ching, I highly encourage it. It's the most beautiful book. It makes so much sense to me. I think it should be required reading in high school. Maybe it is. It wasn't in my high school. But there's this incredible story about Lao Tzu and his student. And one day, this woman came running into his garden, just completely upset. And the student was in the garden and kind of overheard the the conversation. And the woman had said that she was being set up in an arranged marriage and she didn't love this man. And the student realized that he probably shouldn't be eavesdropping. So he kind of backed away, went further back in the garden. But he could see how emotionally distressed this woman was. And about 30 minutes later, the woman walked out of the garden and was completely peaceful, completely happy. And, you know, her life had been completely changed. And the student was so curious. Lao Tzu, what did you tell that woman to keep her so calm? Oh, my God. She's leaving an entirely different woman. And so he took out a piece of paper and he wrote the word space about 50 times. And he asked the student, what do you see? And he knew it was a test. So he was looking at it and he was looking at it. And he was like, I give up. I just see the word space. Then Lao Tzu took out another piece of paper and he wrote one word right in the middle of the piece of paper. The word was thing. He said, now what do you see? And he goes, well, I just see the word thing. 
And Lao Tzu said, yes, but there's a lot of space, a lot of space to breathe, to see, and to think. He said, I didn't tell the woman anything. I just simply gave her space to think and breathe and come up with her own conclusion. Now, what's the lesson in this? The lesson is, is that our minds are so incredibly cluttered. We have so much shit going on in our lives, shit that does not matter. We have space, 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 space all over our lives. But we don't really have the thing, right? We don't have the clarity. That is where intention comes in. Intention not only sets forth clear goals, but it teaches us to stretch, to be mindful, to slow down and be thankful for the life that we have so that we can live on purpose and with purpose instead of on that autopilot. And it allows us to see and experience the thing that matters most, right? So it's the thing that allows us to enjoy every moment. So you may be saying, well, great, Amanda, why the hell does this matter, right? That's my favorite question. Why does this matter? No matter what, change is inevitable. So many of you experienced this in 2018. I did too. 2018 was a, it was a year of upheaval and change. But so goes the course of life. This isn't about what's happening to you. It's about what are you learning? So as spiritual beings, we are here to grow and expand and only through intention can we make that more meaningful. So to be intentional is to embrace life with open arms and take it one challenge, one obstacle at a time and really approach it with ease and grace, right? To be fully present in those moments, that thing as if it is your only task for the day. And you might say, you know, ah, oh, but that's so hard, Amanda. It's so hard. It's not. If you take the time to cultivate your chi, it will be extremely simple to do this. In this ever-changing world, we have become so careless and distracted with things that have little substance. It's all part of that illusion. It's the maya. Intent is what helps you approach life with curiosity and not negativity. The point is, is that I don't want you to dip into those below the cross emotions. This is all about taking the time to cultivate your chi so that you stay in the above the cross emotions so that you can really expand and be intentional about every single thing that goes on in your day. That's what's going to teach you to forgive, have an attitude of gratitude, practice compassion and kindness towards other and find friendship with imperfection. We are not perfect. So therefore it cannot always do and be things that are perfect. They aren't going to show up that way. We've been bred to believe that it can, but it can't. You've got to find friendship with imperfection. And this is going to allow you to disqualify a life that is full of impulse and things that don't matter instead of really living a beautiful, amazing life with purpose. Just walking around with your cup full, you know, just walking around going, man, today is going to be a great day. 
Because if we don't live in this way, we become totally disconnected to our source. And what happens is we seek guidance that gives us material security more than spiritual guidance that feeds our soul. And that's what is the problem with our clutter. We're trying to fill voids, but we're not looking at the true source of our happiness. So now what I want to do is I just want to talk a little bit about clutter and our relationship to our clutter because we're going to be intentional about it. Now that we have an understanding of what intention is about, well, it's Amanda's interpretation of intention. (laughs) I don't know if everybody else has this, but the objective to living a more intentional life is, is just really learning how to live a purposeful life, right? So in order to do that, we need clarity. We have to be able to look at that piece of paper and see the thing. And that means being willing to let go of what no longer serves you so that you can be present for the things that do matter. Paying attention to the seemingly mundane events is what is going to make life full. And unfortunately, a lot of us just think that the next moment or the next event or the next thing is going to be more important than the next one or the current one or the last one. And that is why social media and being on your phone is so dangerous. I think it's something like the average person wastes. And yes, I'm using the word waste six hours a day on their phone. I'm sorry, but six hours a day, that could be utilized reading a delicious book, having a conversation with a friend. And how many people are saying, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. I can't meet with you. I don't have time. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. And yet they have six hours a day? Mm, No. What you don't realize is that before you know it, your entire life is going to skip ahead of you and you're going to miss the most valuable points of your journey simply because you lack clarity. You think you're too busy when in actuality, you're not making time for the things that matter most. So the goal with everything that comes into your life is to see it, to feel it, to experience it with a feng shui state of mind. The things that you design, furnish, decorate, they all need to add value in some way to your life. And it's up to you. You're the one that's going to have to decide if it's adding or depleting value to your overall quality of life. Is six hours a day on your phone adding value to your life? Hey, I love cat videos like anybody else. (laughs) And yes, they may be valuable for a moment if it lifts my chi, but I think we have to start reevaluating what is really truly adding value. Too much clutter weighs you down, it makes you anxious, and it makes it very difficult to focus on what most of us call mundane events, but that's the sweetness of life. Those mundane events, the routine, that is the journey. Those are the things that we are supposed to be really calling a full cup. In our ever abundant world, it has become challenging to simplify our lives and therefore simplify our possessions because we've lost that connection to source. The good news is though that the more that you learn to 
release those old habits. And the more that you open yourself up to receive, then you can fill it up with love. You can fill it up with those gifts. You can fill it up with those lessons and go, oh yeah, this is what I've learned from this. I see the thing. So when clutter is is left to settle, your chi starts to deteriorate and you know your vibrant energy can really come to a halt. And so you have to keep in mind that it doesn't matter where you're shoving the clutter, whether it's a drawer, a closet, the garage, the attic, nothing in feng shui is off limits. So the whole idea is that you want to look at this as if I do this, I'm going to kickstart creativity, I'm going to boost my chi, I'm going to boost my vitality, and I'm going to allow new opportunities to come in my life. That is why we want to do this. Now, What's important is to talk about the cycle of clutter because the curious thing about clutter is that it accumulates when energy gets stagnant, but energy gets stagnant when clutter accumulates. Now, let me repeat that. The curious thing about clutter is that it accumulates when energy gets stagnant and energy gets stagnant when clutter accumulates. This is kind of the paradox of clutter and what shows up in our life. So without realizing it, your energy starts to slow down, you feel unmotivated, you're not inspired, you're not creative, and guess what? You start accumulating more, and you just start accumulating more. So now what I wanna talk about is what is clutter? I think it's important to talk about this because a lot of people think that clutter is just the physical stuff stuff. And it is, you know, clutter is anything that's broken, anything that you're not using, stuff that's messy, disorganized. But I think it's really important to mention that clutter is anything that you're just not willing to deal with. It's literally postponed energy, physically, mentally, and emotionally. So clutter is not just your physical stuff stuff. Clutter is the relationships that you have in your life that are totally toxic. It's bad habits, bad behavior, old thinking that no longer serves you, narrow points of view, and anything else in between that is not serving your best self in the most meaningful, intentional, and purposeful way. So you need to really take a look as my teacher always says, take a step back, really take a look around. Clutter is not just the pile of crap on your desk or the junk mail that's sitting on your counter. It's toxic relationships, bad habits, bad behavior, old thinking, narrow points of view. I mean, what are you doing in your life that is really below the cross? Because if it hits or pings anything that's below the cross, you need to get rid of it. The goal of living intentionally, it does take practice, I'm not going to lie. But seeing clutter as a possible source for your lackluster life and your lackluster feeling in life, like showing up as anxious, not having the energy, feeling fatigued, worn out, feeling shitty, that's all clutter. So when you get your external world in order, And you can start seeing that, oh, this is probably why I don't feel well. This is probably why I'm not happy. Then what you can do is go, okay, I can change this. 
You can get that energy flowing back into your life and you can change it because you're being intentional and mindful about the way you are showing up in life. So why does all this matter? Well, I mean, it seems pretty obvious to me, but the thing is, is that clutter can cause so many ill effects on you emotionally, physically, and mentally. It robs you of valuable time, creativity, and just having a great freaking life. You should be waking up every damn day going, I am so freaking happy. I am so freaking happy. Look at the beautiful, amazing trees outside. Look at this beautiful day. Oh my God, I have the most delicious food in my refrigerator. My front door is so beautiful. I love my house. I love my car. I love all my friends and my family. That is literally how you should be showing up every damn day. I make my friends sick because I'm always so damn happy. But I am, I love life and I love all of the things that I have in my life and the beauty that surrounds me. It's about the journey, not the destination. And if you are not waking up and feeling this way and you are not delighted by everything in your life, then you have some clutter to work through. You have some below the cross emotions to work through. Clutter makes you feel fatigued, apathetic, tired and exhausted. It can make it hard to breathe. I know a lot of people that have panic attacks because of clutter they have in their life. It keeps you tied to the past and freaking out about the future. It affects your weight. Oh, I see that one a lot. I uh, actually wrote a blog post about how uh, your closet is making you fat. It's a true story. If you've got a lot of clutter that you've got stuffed in your closet because of what it represents, it could be making you gain weight. Try it. It's a fun little experiment. Clear out your closet and see how quickly you lose weight. Clear out your refrigerator and clean it up. Do the, I just did a podcast on that too. Feng Shui, uh, how to feng shui your refrigerator. Feng Shui fridge detox, I think it was called. I can't remember when I did that one. It might've been in December. I'm looking really quick here. Hang on. Um, yeah, December. Podcast number 61. I can't tell you how many emails we got from that one. You know, people love the, the short little quick tips because it's easy and manageable. But we got so many emails off of that one because it was so easy to do. And their relationship, their health alter completely changed. I mean, woohoo, the more the merrier, right? Uh, let's get back to this. So clutter causes depression. It definitely affects your mood. Oh my gosh. If you walk into a space and it just feels heavy and you can't breathe, of course you're going to feel depressed. Procrastination. Hello. I mean, yeah. And then you tie in your elemental makeup. If you don't have an actionable elemental makeup, like a wood, I'm a wood. I'm very impatient and I do things at a high rate of speed. But if you're an earth and you're stubborn and you don't like change, or if you're a water and want to know the why to everything, yeah, clutter is going to show up as procrastination. And how about health issues? You know, if your home has clogged energy, guess what? You're going to have clogged energy. It may show up as constipation, bad complexion, you know, may show up as other health issues because there's a lack of exercise. So when I say it's a direct reflection of your life, I mean, it is a direct reflection of your life. So you got to start paying attention. That's clutter. So I think what's incredible is that, you know, a lot of people have this. A lot of people know that they should take care of it. They know that it's screwing up their life, but they don't know how to start. 
So I'll just honestly say that if I did know the secret to keeping everybody clutter free, I'd be a millionaire. Because <laughs> we all have clutter. But what I will say is that here are some tips that I do have. And listen, I am not an organizing expert. If you are like really bogged down with a lot of clutter and you don't even know where to start, hire someone, have somebody help you, have somebody get this started for you. I mean, that may be the, the best thing to get you started so that you feel better. But I do know that, you know, some of the things that have worked for me is to keep similar items together. Items that you use often need to be located and not only an easy place for you to grab, but a place that is easy for you to stick to a routine. So like, for example, where I place my my uh, purse and my keys, I place them in the same spot. So every time I get home, I don't just throw my stuff down. I purposely, intentionally, and mindfully walk into the kitchen and I actually have a hook on my wall and I place my keys and I set down my glasses and I set down my purse. I, it Like I have entrained myself to do this so that when I get ready to leave again, I know where my keys are, I know where my glasses are and I know where my purse is. So it's about building that routine. Make it easy for you to put things away. I think this is why open shelving in uh, interior design has gotten so big because if you can see it, you remember it and you remember to do it. Also, stop clutter before it starts. If you buy something new, I would say get rid of the old version or get rid of something because otherwise you get in that accumulation cycle. I think consumerism has gotten way out of control and we're buying a bunch of shit we don't need. So. Be mindful of when you buy something new. One, do you really need it? Two, can you repurpose something else, give something away? And three, you know, I think you need to maybe look at the items that you do have, if they can possibly do the same thing of the thing that you're thinking about buying. So can you get multiple uses out of one thing? My mom is an expert at that. Oh my God, you'd think she grew up in the depression. And then change your language. This is a big one. This is about taking the time to cultivate your chi. If you are showing up with stubborn chi, then that means that your language is almost preventing you from doing this successfully. So I'll get to it doesn't imply action. I'll do it right now means you're going to get to it right now and do it, right? So you want to make sure that you're using actionable uh, motivating language that gets you going and makes you want to do it and, and start with that routine. All right, so I think it's important to say that detoxing clutter is not only about living more mindfully, but it's also cause for change. This is really a PSA, I guess you could say, about really starting to look around about the below the cross things that are in your life and the routines and the habits, the bad behaviors, the toxic relationships that you have. And really making a conscious effort for change. Because with intent, you're going to discover not only who you are, but you're going to honor Mama Earth. You're going to hold an attitude of gratitude for everything that you do. And people are going to take notice. It's going to elevate your chi. And people are going to ask you, what the heck are you doing? What are you on? Have you been drinking? I get that one a lot, <laughs> but it's good because you're making change and that is living intentionally. You'll figure out what your 
thing is. So through the art of compassion, you can build a better tomorrow and you can restore, you know, your life literally one chapter at a time, one drawer at a time, one room at a time. You can really start to make a difference. So how can feng shui help you with your clutter? Well, you got to be intentional and you got to be mindful. It's really that simple. And I know you're like, I don't know how to do that. Well, first learn your elemental makeup. Figure out what resonates with you most. Maybe take a test. They're all over online. Get a better understanding of who you are and how you're showing up. Cultivate your chi. Stay in those above the cross emotions. Establish supportive relationships. Get rid of the toxic relationships. I can't tell you how many women I speak to that have horrible, horrible relationships with men that treat them poorly speak unkindly about them, are verbally abusive, uh, no, get the hell out, ditch that, that's clutter. I'm going to say this and I'm sure all of you are going to be like, I can't do that. I'm not going to say ditch your technology, which I think you should ditch your technology, but uh, let's say maybe try to mindfully and intentionally start to cut down on the time Cut down on the time that you spend in email. Cut down on the time that you're on social media. Just cut down the time that you're uh, on your technology. Maybe uh, like when somebody tries to quit smoking, you know, it's that fidgety response of, oh, what am I going to do with myself? Go outside, read a book, call up a friend, you know, do something that is a little bit more uh, purposeful and meaningful. Develop a relationship with nature. I talk about this a lot on the show, but developing a relationship with nature, it really feeds the soul, fluffs the chi like nobody's business and really calms the mind. And I think that um, part of the reason that we accumulate so much clutter is that our minds are stuck in beta and we are frenetic. Establish a meaningful relationship with your home. You know, this is a honey heart. I've talked about this as well. I teach this in my course. A true honey heart understands the purpose of her home, the meaning of her home, and why it matters. So really start to establish that a relationship. You know, name her. Uh, make it an intrinsic part of your life, an intrinsic part of your day. Do good deeds every damn day. It doesn't matter how small it is. Give back, be compassionate, be kind, learn empathy. That is so above the cross. Be a good steward to our planet. The chi of our planet is very unhealthy right now. And the way that people are treating her is also below the cross. We need to get rid of that clutter. If you do all of these things, it's going to help you ditch bad habits, bad behaviors, get rid of all those toxic relationships because listen as you change your chi and the chi around you you are vibrationally changing your frequency so these old bad behaviors bad habits toxic relationships they ain't going to be vibing with you anymore they're just going to fall away you'll be able to get rid of old thinking you'll wonder why the hell you spent six hours on your phone every day (laughs) and then of course you'll get rid of all that postponed energy which is clutter, right? 
All right, everyone, I hope that you've enjoyed this. I feel like it's been a little bit of a soapbox, kind of my viewpoint on what clutter is and, and how we can attack it. But also um, just really getting back to the heart of, you know, our purpose and intention of life, how to live more mindfully, how to be more whole and just really feel better so that we're happy every day and we're positive and uplifted and our chi is fluffed. It's really that simple. Who doesn't want more of that, right? All right, everyone. I hope that you've enjoyed the show today. My name is Amanda Gates. We've just talked about a whole slew of ideas around clutter, what it is, how it shows up and how feng shui can help you with that, how to live more intentionally. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you do, um, you know, go over to iTunes, leave us a review. We're trying to get our, our numbers over there up so that iTunes says, hey, this show's important. It is. We're trying to change the world over here. Um, if you want more information, you could go over to our website, which is gatesinteriordesign.com. You can learn more about maybe getting a floor plan reading. We've got, um, courses, all kinds of fun stuff like that. And don't forget, uh, if you are wanting to learn more about how to cultivate your chi and learn more about advanced feng shui principles, we have our retreat coming up in May in Cheryl's Ford, North Carolina. I'm so excited about this. Would love to meet you. So you can go to our website and learn more about that as well. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.